there, there, I believe God gives us an opportunity to grow past all the negativity, all the heartbreak, all the disappointments, all the bad stuff that happens in our lives. And we all have a story, but there comes a moment that we can rewrite our own story based yeah. on our exposure. Excellent. I mean, I, you yeah. how do you top that, ladies? She nailed it. I mean, isn't <laughs> yep, that it? She did. They don't fix the problem. You get back to the root problem. And I see that as a real product of life today, that people are, a, you know, you know what I'm talking about. There's no self-responsibility. They're a product of the system. Mm-hmm. They're a product mm-hmm. of their upbringing. They're a product of their, you know, their lousy mother and father. They're a product of the fact they didn't get this or that or the other growing up. And therefore, now they are X. I see that seems to be a real problem out there I'm seeing. I don't think people are really holding themselves accountable. Well, the big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. So, you know, you think back to being a kid and you're at the dinner table and, you know, your little sister or brother acts out, right? They act like a little brat. You say, you're just like your father. <laughs> you're just like your mother. I hate it when they did that, you know? Especially when you have a large family or something and they say, you know, doesn't that really kill you, you know? And especially if yeah. you want to be different than them. If you don't want to be like, you know, the same as dad or the same as mom. It's like, you're just like your father. You know, I was in a little bit larger family, so I would sometimes take offense to that because you don't got to remember, folks, I come from Pluto, so I didn't really fit into the group anyways. But, uh, well, you're the black sheep of the family. So you've all heard that, right, ladies? Sure. The black sheep oh, yeah. of the family. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now, I didn't fit in. I, did you, Dr. Faye, did you fit in? No, absolutely not, and I still don't. No. Yeah. Miss, <laughs> Missy, did you fit in? <laughs> No. No. Susan, did you fit in? Um, I did, but then I was always gone. I was never around my family. Well, there you go. Well, now you have it. Uh, So, and uh, there's our co-host for today, as you know already. uh, Dr. Faye Wilson is here. She's a liberal radio and television talk show host and author and inspirational speaker. Missy Crutchfield co-founder of Gandhi's Bee Magazine and of Gandhi Global Center for Peace. And Susan Price, she's a patriot, a gold star mother, investigative researcher, and she's a columnist on America Out Loud and uh, national voice for veterans as well. And we're talking here about, but about following in your children's footsteps. You want your children to follow what you're doing. And so there's an interesting couple of graphs I want to start with, and that really caught me by surprise. And let me just put it out here. You know, like, if your dad's a doctor, will the son be a doctor? Is your, if your mom is a housekeeper at a hotel, would the daughter be a housekeeper or something? You know, so these charts and graphs are fascinating, ladies, if you didn't see these here. But uh, um, what I find out of this one here with fathers and sons is, all right, so the chances if your dad is in the military, there's a pretty high chance you're going to be in the military as a son. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, another another line of work I see entertainment. If your if your dad is an entertainer, you're likely more to be an entertainer. Hmm. 
And same thing looks like with maybe management or so. But a lot of the others are all over the place, as you can see, ladies. Uh, it's it's pretty mm -hmm. wild. Now, same thing with ladies. If your um, like if your mother is in education, it looks like you, then your daughter may be in education. And there are some other similarities. You can see the pipelines coming across. It's very interesting when you look at the different uh, career choices, and then you see, and then the stats get a little more interesting than that. Why do you think, ladies, certain professions, the kids tend to do it more, others, there's less of a chance? And it goes on more, the study goes on more to, to dive into that. I think it's fascinating, actually. Why do you think that is? Missy, any idea? Well, I mean, I'd like to think that it's something that touches their spirit or touches their passion or interests. Um, sometimes it can it can touch something that's not, not as organic to who you really are, like a profession that may bring a lot of money or a lot of fame or power. And they might say, wow, that's what I want. That's the bling. And so they go chasing something that's not, you know, for the wrong reasons or that's not about trying to, to become more of their authentic self. So it just depends. But I think often if you're in a family and somebody's in the medical profession and you, you have deep admiration and you feel the healing and the, the, the compassion and the, you know, you want to be part of something that heals. So you follow that track. You may not be exactly what your mother or father does, but on that, that note, you're seeing more women, um, entrepreneurs, more women being successful, being the breadwinner. And so, you know, I, I think it's changing up that it's not just dad, father, son, mother, daughter. I think now it's, it's often mother, son, and, uh, and the, the mother being that, that big career role model. So, yeah. so what I'm hearing you say is that, uh, I love, first of all, and I want to come back a circle later on about the inspiring part of your, cause I think a lot of people do things for the wrong reason, Missy, I agree with mm -hmm. you. How sad is it? And a sad reflection of really the, uh, a reality dose. If you're doing something based on just money, how right? sad when you wake up and you're like 70 some odd years old and you, you missed your boat. I mean, that's, you sold out your life, right? Doesn't that yeah. stink? I mean, that is like the saddest thing ever. Yes. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a real advocate and a speaker for following your heart and doing, yes. follow your passion. In fact, I believe if you follow where your heart is and your passion, you, that is the definition of success. There is no other yes. definition, you know? Yeah. To me, the yeah. definition of success is not has nothing to do with the size of your wallet. Not a darn That's thing. Right. You know? right. It has everything to do with your passion in life and how you've embraced that passion and how you're doing what you're meant to do in life. That really is it. And that's where life opens up as a gift, which I talk about all the time. We talked about in a show just the other day, Missy, about life being a gift. And we need mm -hmm. to embrace it all, you know? That's right. Um, and when yes. you're happy with your life and you're feeling that contentment and that connection mm -hmm. in your community and you're making a difference using your God-given purpose, you think so much less about money and what money can buy for you because you realize money truly doesn't buy happiness. It doesn't buy a darn thing. And you know what, Missy? For the record, just so you know, love, I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> we can tell. We can tell. Life. You know, I am, on a, I am on a magic carpet ride, right? Yeah. 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 Ma Surrounded by all of us beautiful women. Yeah. Well, Brilliant. you're, you're going to take a magic carpet ride with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm on a magic carpet ride. All right. So let's talk about this. If you look at the charts, ladies, and you see the different processions and following through, talk to me on. I mean, if you're growing up as a youngster, I guess we're sort of influenced by the family, clearly, if you're like... Yes. 
you know, right? I mean, Susan, you've got to be influenced by some of that. And I see where the military is. Oh, definitely. Right? Yeah. uh, In my case, Malcolm, um, my son followed in my footsteps and my father. My father was a Marine. I served in the Army for a short stint. And my ex-husband, the children's father, and I have two daughters as well, was very creative, yet he never used that creativity, but yet my daughters took after him in that regard. They're very creative. And um, so it's it's really interesting to see what you genetically inherit and conditionally. Mm -hmm. And I'm from a large family. I'm the oldest of five, and my ex-husband was the oldest of six. Mm -hmm. So, and then they were all great. Uh, brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles. They really were. They were a good influence on my children. According to the research and the stats we're seeing, the military is really high on the list for following your parents' steps. So if your dad is in the military or your mom, it looks like you have a much higher chance of being in the military. Well, and I was my father's oldest child, but I, you know, and I was a daughter. He had the two girls first, then the sons. And one of my brothers served. So, yes, you're correct. It seems to stay in the family for some reason. But why is it with the military, that is, but other things, like some of these other jobs they're talking about here, that you can't say the same thing? I don't know. You know, it just just depends. I mean, and my father was a Marine. My son was Marine of the Year twice. He was, you know, recon Mm -hmm. special ops. Uh, He was with the SEALs, and he was the elite Marine. So I don't know. Some of our children push it to another level. Maybe. Let me give you an example. Well. Let, let me get, so for an example, let me give you this here. So the chance of a, of a lawyer father, a father who's an attorney, having a doctor son is only 5%. Okay? And then mm-hmm. relative to other, other parents, other careers, other parental careers, the son of a lawyer father is 4.6 times more likely to practice medicine compared to sons in general. So for fathers who work in farming, fishing, forestry, their sons are 7.6 times more likely to follow them than the overall rate. And I find this really interesting. And for nurses, nurse moms, their daughters are 3.75 times more likely to be nurses. So for some of these professions, the numbers are really, really low when you look at this extensive study they've done. But others, very clearly, like what reads out to me, ladies, education, management, military. The numbers there yeah. are really, really closer that if your parent is in that sphere, you'll have a much more likely chance of being in there. Now, I could see if I was the son of B- Betty Davis, I probably would have been a famous star, ladies. I was born into the wrong family is the problem, Dr. Faye. <laughs> and you know what, Dr. Faye, I was no. supposed to be a star, a movie star, a movie star. You, you see? Well... I'm serious. Yeah, well, you you're a star. We see you at the star. So you <laughs> made it. You she's, made it. You ladies, made it. she's dissing me. She's dissing me, ladies. So <laughs> well, we're right with her. We believe the same thing. So. It's like it's like I love I love this guys. It's like yeah yeah you're you're a star, Malcolm. Okay, yeah yeah we got you. Got you. Shut up. You know, I was thinking about after having served my my time in in school districts and with uh, as a counselor and special education liaison and also a third and fourth grade teacher, I can tell you that children seek community and they seek uh, approval. And when parents are so engaged in the child's life, 
the parent that um, pays the attention, pays them the attention and embrace them is more likely the parent the child will mimic. That's more likely and that this is my experience, not based on the stats there, but based on what I've seen and what I've worked with over time and that children who, um, you know, I've, I've seen children who are the product of an abused parent still gravitate and show that love and affection toward that parent because that was at least attention that they were getting, even if it was negative attention. And they they embraced that parent, even though they were black and blue, they still were crying out for mommy or crying out for daddy. And so I think children mimic the parent that they feel closest to have developed the bond with mm. whether or not that's the that's the emotional healthy parent or not yeah, or yeah. the psychological healthy mm-hmm. parent it doesn't yeah. matter in the child's eye is that that you paid attention to me and you were there even though that that presence may have not been healthy for the child over time and i i truly believe that that parenting ha- has taken on a new meaning in our era it has it is not looked at like it did with my parents like it was with my parents and my grandparents you know we had parents that my mom actually was there when we came home from school she was actually in the kitchen and we could smell the cornbread and the the homemade soup coming in the door and children don't have that anymore they don't have too mine was home too dr Mm -hmm. fay yeah yes yeah so i i yeah i believe the need for children to feel safe is number one, the, the, yeah. to be able to feel that community, the connectedness. And we've talked about a little bit of this on another show where children gravitate to to communities, even if it's a gang, so that they can feel as though they fit or they feel welcome, they feel invited. And so I think that that's really where we are in our society today is that we're having children that are looking to belong uh, somewhere. And I, I'd like for parents to to own that, that, you know, you have these children now and they didn't just begin one day you woke up and say, whoop, there's a kid. Right. Um, right. You know, you uh, even with moms and we've been teaching moms, even when you're pregnant, you don't know, start raising your child from the womb. Start pouring in love, start pouring in positive uh, thoughts and start preparing that child, raising up that child in the way he or she should go and begin to nurture them and love on them, you know. And we all have the ability to love, but I think that because of the pain and the hardship and disappointments in life, we kind of get away from that that idea of we too can love somebody and we can offer love. And, and a child is so easy. I mean, for me, it's so easy to love a child because they they're not fighting it (laughs) you know they're just they're like absorbing it like sponges like love me give me more give me more give me more um then they turn then they become a teenager and it feels like the body snatchers took them (laughs) 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 so true coming through that yeah my son's 20 and just the other day i mean he's it still feels kind of like a teenager but nothing like it did when he say turned 13 14 15 16 i mean it's it's like the terrible twos they last five years right well the the teens it's a it's about it's about the same maybe maybe worse and uh just the other night he's he's 20 remember he he's he tells me that he he wants a girlfriend that can like be there and have have dinner ready or something when he when he comes home i'm like what i'm i'm gonna go southern on you here malcolm so don't don't be laughing too hard. I'm like, say what? Where did you ever see that in the home with me? I was always working. I'm career. I'm like, where did you come from? Wait a minute. Are we in a time warp? Did we just go back to the 1950s? I mean, I just 
I'm like, he's got mom, mom, stop, stop. I'm like, seriously, what, why would you not want to be yoked with a, with a, in a relationship where you respect each other and the same, the same kind of, you know, if you're just, what is she supposed to do? Wait all day and put dinner on the table? I mean, well, hold, this on, guy, a hold I, on a minute, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, Miss Missy. Boy, <laughs> you're on a tandem, I'll tell you. Hold on there. <laughs> Now you just, you hold on there, Cinderella, 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 Cinderella. You just threw the whole womanness down the tubes just now is what you did. Well, no, not, not really, because I went on with the conversation. Yeah, so that's no, fine. No, 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 not... She has dinner, but he, he, his whole value on the, on this Missy, so-called you are, I'll stop right there. Stop. You, Missy, don't say nothing more now. This is going to be Susan, Dr. Faye, and Malcolm talking. Missy can't, Missy can't say nothing. Missy. Missy can't say nothing for the next... I went Southern. Missy, I yeah, went yeah, southern. well, I don't mind the Southern bit, but you're not going to get away with what you just said, young lady. Not <laughs> Missy Crutchfield, no way. Hold, I don't... Hold I don't. Right. I don't understand. I don't understand what went southern me. Well, <laughs> that, that, she uses that as an excuse. I've noticed on previous oh, shows. I'm on to Missy we Crutchfield. Get, we get excited and emotional. That yeah, southern accent comes yeah. on. All right, hold oh, that thought right okay. there. We'll take a fast pause when we come back. Susan Price will be here. Dr. Faye Wilson will be here. Malcolm Out Loud will be here. But but Missy Crutchfield is going to have tape on her mouth for about five minutes. Watch what happens. He'll be right back. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, friends, we are back here. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure season two. We're laughing out and laughing. And I have to tell you, uh, I finally, finally got Missy Crossfield caught here in the web, and I'm loving every minute of it, I have to tell you. So, so our co-host today, again, the... the famous there, Missy Crutchfield. As you know, she's the co-founder of Gandhi's Bee Magazine and of Gandhi Global Center for Peace. Doesn't uh, like the womanness of women. We'll get into that in just a moment here. Uh, so as <laughs> she gets after her I son. I didn't say that. I know you did. I put words in your mouth, but I heard what you said. And then Susan Price is here as well. As she's a uh, gold star mom, investigative researcher, and that voice for veterans. Dr. Faye Wilson, as you know, radio, television, talk show host, and author, inspirational speaker, ordained minister. All right, ladies, let's peel this thing, and here's the deal. Okay, now, now, there are a lot of people who, you know, sure, we're in a generation now where the lady is supposed to be a career mom. She's supposed to be, you know, out on the front lines. She's supposed to be working. She's supposed to be the equal. There is no more back to Dr. Faye, you mentioned, mom at home cooking cornbread and right. my mom would be home cooking something as well because that's what she was a great mom and she had seven children mm-hmm. i mean she wasn't out you know working for uh, some wall street firm or something um but here's what i just got out of that though but when our when our dear dear colleague uh, missy crutchville was talking about her her poor innocent son who wanted to just her her poor listen to this now let me her poor innocent son ladies just wanted to have 
a, a lady who was going to be at home and be domesticated and be, you know, he, she, he wanted to, well, Dr. Faye, he wanted to come in and smell the cornbread. What the hell's wrong right. with that? <laughs> What's wrong <laughs> with that? <laughs> Missy says you can't smell no cornbread, young man. <laughs> you, you, you can't say nothing for a few minutes here, young lady. Hold on. Dr. Faye, take it. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't see anything wrong with him wanting a woman um, to uh, be home for him if he's willing to cover her. And I mean, cover her in every way. Is he going to pay the bills? Is he going to take care of every need that she has? Then brought you brought that up. Give me a, okay. give me, hey, Dr. Faye, give me a woman like that and I'll sign on that program. Let me tell you. <laughs> But, you know, it's okay for women to have the careers. But, you know, I, I think we have a right to have expectations for our mates. I mean, he's 20 years old, so he's going to grow and learn and explore life from his own, you know, stage. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay for him to desire that. But he has to know that there's a responsibility that comes along with that desire. Exactly. Yeah. So that's huge. That's real huge. Right. Susan, help us out here. Help us out here. Okay. Well. Um, I mean, is it okay for a woman to be at home and do her thing? And, you know, can can that woman marry Missy's son? (laughs) (laughs) You're not talking exactly about what I was talking about, but I want to hear what Susan says. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, ladies. Well, my son was a little different because my son wanted a partner, someone that was a strong woman that wasn't going to sit home and eat bonbons all day, but that he could cook with her work yes. with her they would complement each other a partnership yes. and well, wait a minute why can't and, uh, susan, susan why yes. can't a woman be at home and be a strong woman still i think you're i think you're off base you too can. you and missy belong in a canoe together she, i'm going with dr no no, no 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 malcolm i'm a strong woman and i work from home and and you know and i'll be out taking care of the veteran stuff but at the same time and i love to cook i can do it all i'm the whole pastor Me too. but Me too. uh wow. and i know all of our ladies here are but it just you know everybody's different and and men and women all want different things you know hold on let me and put a so, um, here. so let, let, let me tell all the men out there listening here so if you need a good woman that's the whole package call 1-800-NEED <laughs> woman right there and we'll have it all set up for you with the co-host on life liberty you know i'm just saying you know we've all been different people in our lifetime we evolved into the person we are now you know and our children see that our children sit back and they watch their mothers and their fathers you know and and i work at home too and 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 I cook. And again, my son is 20. But what this yeah. was for me and the conversation to him, and it was it got very funny, as I said, you know, and, and, and we do as a society, it's, it's certainly in America, we undervalue uh, the woman in the home raising the children and, and taking care of these things. It's a very important role or the man because we have more fathers um, doing this, that, that sort of the, that gender, you know, fluidity that's happening in, in the home with children. But my point was, yeah, is that on, don't, Missy, Missy. you know, you're talking about men acting like sissies, right? No. I knew she leveled <laughs> no. me there. Come on, Missy. You're talking about men. Come on. He was creating a caricature. He was creating a caricature. He didn't say, I want somebody that, you know, we, we have this similar interest. We ha-. He didn't preface any of this stuff with, and he's 20 again. He's, he's just thinking about, I mean, it's funny, but I wanted to give him a reality check. I said, so you're just, you're just saying you want somebody that just will have dinner. What's she doing the rest of the day? You know, you don't have children. You, and hopefully you wait on that because you're just 20. You you want to well, find somebody Missy, that has similar well, interests. Missy, and then change. Missy, in mm-hmm. defense of your son, 
Stop a minute. Now I gotta I gotta tell you something. I think he's looking I like this guy. He's looking for the perfect life. What is wrong with that? I mean my He'd golly. Love to be a guest what else is show. there? What, hold talk. on. What else is is there? Now let's think a minute. So he, he doesn't have children, doesn't want children, maybe. Okay, that well that's one for me. Let's see. He wants he wants the, the lady to be with him when so when he's home, she's home and and then he wants to make passionate love. And I mean, this sounds like a really a man after my own <laughs> heart. What's priority. wrong with this? And, and I said, life is more than that. So, okay, fine. She she signs up for this. And years later, what are you going to do when all of a sudden you get bored with this? If that's all that you have her for. Find another woman. Hold on. Find another woman. And you throw her to the curb. So if you want oh someone goodness. to give up their life or, you know, dedicate this huge amount of their life just to making dinner for you or whatever, then you better stick with it. And when and when all of a sudden you start looking around at somebody else, you better have made sure that you have taken care of her. You don't just throw her under the curb or to the curb. And that's what's happened so often. These women put these men through med school or whatever. Yeah. And they, they make these promises to love the women, women do that for the men, you mean? And then they get the degree and they Can got the doctor. Can you send me one of those women over, please? Could you send me one of those women over, please? I could use one. Yeah, Thank you. I, I just, you know, I said, fine, you, you want to sign up for this. You better do it to, to, to the end and make sure that she's taken care of because you're asking a lot. And, you know, again, he's 20. But I, I just thought he needed that interjection of that reality But today, check. Dr. Faye, help me here because today, I know you're going to not like what I say, but Dr. Faye, today... If it doesn't work, you just leave that woman off at that one street and you go pick up another one on the next street. Isn't that what they're doing today? That's what's happening. But then back to parenting. <laughs> we can't <laughs> you, you only get you only get one opportunity to raise your child. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so the end result is what you just described. I mean, you know, just trade them in for a newer model. You know, you're putting it in front of them on the screen. It's everywhere. You know, you just divorce or what, what is that term that's normally used? Oh, irreconcilable differences, whatever that means. No, no, and, stop that. No, I would say she but, was a, I don't say irreconcilable differences. I would say, uh, Your Honor, she was a bitch. <laughs> that's what I would say. Your Honor, when he says, what's the reason? Honor, she, Your Honor, she was a bitch. I could not tolerate this woman. Done. Over with. Please, give me my walking papers. You're the star. What can I say? But what... <laughs> When we have when we have the society that's in that mind frame, we have to go back to where do we stop it? Where do we start doing the changes, making the changes? And that is in the parenting. You know, you have only one t opportunity to raise that child and whatever you put before them, whatever you model before them, that is more than likely what they'll do in, in their lives. You know, if they hear you right. be, being rude and disrespectful to dad or hanging up the phone and calling him names or using terms that, you know, that are disrespectful, then that's what they, they see. It. They yeah. model that. So if they see dad disrespecting mom and so they feel like, oh, this is what I do for women. You know, I treat them. I disrespect well, them. Well, I you throw go again, trying to add civility to the conversation, Dr. Faye. What is the matter with you? You destroyed the whole thing. God bless her. God bless Dr. Faye. <laughs> Well, you know, what you're speaking of is uh, you've made some really excellent points already, even though I'm being a bad boy here today. Um, but uh, this whole thing, uh, she's going down here breeding a mini-me. That's what you're talking about, Dr. Faye, is right. a mini-me, you know. And there's a lot of that out there, isn't there? I mean, come on. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and you have to, I think it's just through experience that you kind of grow out of some of the bad things that you learn from your parents because you get connected to other people that have other experiences. Now, so I, I, I want to ask you something. I, I, th 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 okay. Let me go around, circle around that point, please, everybody, because okay. why is it some kids don't 
let's okay let's say there's a bad set of parents okay can we all agree there are a lot of bad parents out there right oh yes absolutely so let's take this down this road so let's say there are a bad set of parents why is it that some kids like you just said dr Faye, they emulate the parents and it becomes habitual one generation after the next after the next after the next yet why is it some others know they can break the cycle and they don't emulate the parents. Oh, they take a different road for whatever reason. What causes that? Because I see that as a bit of a phenomenon out there. People that are following others and doing the same thing versus those who break out to be a superstar. Can anybody help me with that? We are limited by our, our exposure. If all yeah. I know, if all I know is my zip code, then I'm going to be like everyone else in my zip code. Right. But if I dare step out and go into another zip code, or if I go to a a school of higher learning, if I go to a college away from home, if I go and I start networking with people who have had different and various backgrounds, then I am going to begin to grow as a person. There comes a moment you can't blame mama and daddy anymore. There comes a moment I can't say, well, my daddy wasn't there when I was three, but here I am, 53. So, there, there, I believe God gives us an opportunity to grow past all the negativity, all the heartbreak, all the disappointments, all the bad stuff that happens in our lives. And we all have a story. But there comes a moment that we can rewrite our own story based yeah. on our exposure. Excellent. I mean, I, you yeah. can't, how do you top that, ladies? She nailed it. I mean, isn't <laughs> yep, that it? She did. They don't fix the problem. You get back to the root problem. And I see that as a real product of life today, that people are, a, you know, you know what I'm talking about. There's no self-responsibility. They're a product of the system. Mm-hmm. They're a product mm-hmm. of their upbringing. They're a product of their, you know, their lousy mother and father. They're a product of the fact they didn't get this or that or the other growing up. And therefore, now they are X. I see that seems to be a real problem out there I'm seeing. I don't think people are really holding themselves accountable. They're holding the parents accountable, the generation accountable, other people accountable. I see I see that as a big problem in the generation today. I, I see that as a real millennial problem. It's a me, me generation. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. No, no you're no. right. It, it, these mm-hmm. millennials are definitely milking the parents for everything they can get, even into their 30s. And it's really... Well, come on. The health care program they released, Susan. But, oh, yeah, you can stay on your parents till you're 26. You're deadbeat, no good for nothing. Well, well perfect. There's, there's, I'll just sit help. home and be a deadbeat, good for nothing. Because I can get health care until I'm 26. We're not factoring in what, what, what made them think that, that the way that the parents, the helicopter parents and all that, that empowered them, that said, you know, hey, you're everything, I'll jump through hoops, whatever. You know, it, it takes two, it's kind of a codependent sort of thing. But I I, I think that um, the, the, the rising uh, influence of women in, in careers is so important. I mean, when you look at, I know, Malcolm, you don't care much for Hillary Clinton, but Michelle Obama... Uh, oh, I love uh, Michelle Obama. I like uh, very much. Hold on, Michelle Obama, very much. Hillary Clinton, no. Yes. You can, you can, you can put her as. as uh, I wouldn't vote for her to be dog catcher at the local zoo. I would but, love for Michelle Obama to be a future president. So yeah, good. I'm glad that we agree on that. Let's talk about Michelle in the in the future. But these these role models are lifting us up out of. 
um, st- the stereotypical, you know, women or society says that the woman's place is to be the homemaker and, and, and things like that. It's, it's now it's, it's society is moving to say, it's your choice. If you want to be a homemaker, that's fine. And that's wonderful. And we should value that. But, but the, the ceiling is broken and you can be anything you want to be girls and women and, 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 and boys more and more hopefully will say, you know, I want to be like my mom. I want a career kind of like her. I, at sometimes oh I actually, my 20 year old son, I can't he, believe Crutchfield, he, you are too much. You are trying to make the boys into sissies. Stop it. Stop it. Look at When was the last it. time you went to your doctor and it was a woman? All of my doctors. Well, I'm okay are with a woman doctor. I mean, well, you know, okay, so as, long as, after the, as long as after the as long as after the treatment, we can go out and have a drink. <laughs> well, hey, you asked me. I'm telling you. Look past the gender, look at the human being, look at the value, look at the integrity, look at the lessons and the role modeling, and let's stop looking, making it all about gender. Missy's into this whole gender fluidity. She's into this whole, you know, we don't know what you are, a man, a girl, a boy, or whatever, but, you know, it's a, it's a shimmit. Hey, my, my, my son just became vegan, but the first thing out of his mouth is it's not just because my mom is. And I'm like, you know what? That's really cool. I'm just happy that you're making healthy choices. because You know he's, he's not he's, telling he's, you the truth when he says that you no. know that's a bunch of fabrication don't you it's not like mom did okay mom you're like I'm one of the biggest i'm i'm just so happy that he's passionate about saving the planet and he loves the way he feels so listen, if i boy- wanted to take you out for dinner to a steakhouse missy to be out of the question i'll find something vegan on the menu or we'll have to find another restaurant because i i love steak i mean what's wrong with steak i mean i know that's another show it's, i know we gotta it's do that. eating meat is the number yeah. one cause of climate change and yes it is another show oh my dear <laughs> And the and the planets are going to collide when they just you know somebody hiccups or something or the when this planet waves the the flag it's over then we're all we're what all. What if your over father with... is a is a NASA science uh, extraordinaire? You know, I rode on the airplane when I was going to a conference in Nepal, and it just so happened that I was flying it with some scientists that were going to a very conference about climate change, and it was so, I guess, you know, serious and confidential, um, not released information yet, and they couldn't share too much with me, but one of them, a woman, scientist, by the way, and she said, uh, I said, how does it look? What's going on? She said, well, it doesn't look good, but that's all I can say. You know, we're going to do a show on, on, on climate, this climate business just ahead. And I've specially requested Missy Crutchfield to be there for that show and that production. Thank you. And, yes, and, and there's going to be a co-host from season one on that show. Andrea? Mm-mm-mm, the great Sally Fernandez. Uh-huh. Our co-host from season one who wrote the book called Climatized. Mm, wow. Bestseller. And we're going to have an engaging conversation because she talked and she dealt with all the NASA astronauts. Uh, They were involved in massive research on this book. Very fascinating. And I've had that in mind for a little bit. I said, we got to we got to get to that. And yeah, listen, you know, you I think you know me enough to know that if it's my choice of having somebody barefoot and pregnant at home making brownies or cornbread or somebody that's going to control the world, run the world or powerful women, which do you think I would take, Missy? I think you want the best of all worlds, Mel. Which one do I want, Missy? Which one do I want, Missy? 
Well, I, I think I think you're very fascinated with with, with powerful, brilliant, mm-hmm. um, charismatic, uh, and you'd want them on your show. And so, so you're gonna you're gonna pick the other one. But I bet she's gonna be able to make the cornbread too. You know what? And you'll I cook don't, it with Missy, you'll cook it with. Her. I don't need her to make cornbread. I don't need brownies. I don't need her to clean the toilets. I don't need any of that stuff. I'll, I'm happy to do whatever. In fact, I'm happy with that. Fit. I'm I'm your kind of a I'm kind of a modern man, kind of a man that Missy's looking for I love because. You. Yes. Missy's looking for that modern man, equal respect, hold hands, walk into the sunset, everything's good. I want my woman, I want to be able to have a drink with her at happy hour cocktail. I want to come home, talk about the world's problems. I want to make passionate love all night. I want to get up in the morning and, you know, middle of the night and whatever. Everybody goes to work. Clean the room, go to work, come home. Talk to my son for me, will you? (laughs) I'll, I'll take all that, too. I think your son is doing real well, Missy. Uh, I think the problem in this case is with mom. I'm going to have, uh, you know what, when we come back here, after this quick message here, uh, let's have Dr. Faye uh, give a diagnosis to uh, doctor. We're gonna have Doctor <laughs> Faye. We're gonna have Missy as the patient. Okay, and uh, and and I'm gonna and, and I'm gonna let actually Doctor Faye and Susan uh, got because she keeps picking on her poor son. Her poor. Son. I hope your son hears this show. He's and, amazing. He will. He'll be sharing it all over. He's I hope incredible. So because my <laughs> golly, this kid sounds like a rock star to He's me. So gorgeous. He is. He is. He's amazing. Let's, hey, Doctor Faye, Susan, smoking like a really good mom. He's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. I love him. I just don't I want to get a woman who's going to stay at home that good for little nothing. And he's vegan, and it's not because of me. I'm really, really happy. Oh, man. Oh. Now, I'll tell you what. Hold that thought. We'll be right back to the, uh, uh, I don't know, this vegan stuff, girl. You got me there. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa. Award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com. For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, Dr. Outloud is here, and I'm going to ask Dr. Fay and Dr. Price to step up so we can diagnose this problem going on with Missy Crutchfield today for sure. What's going on with her and her son, ladies? Can you tell me? Now, I think Missy wants her son to grow up like her. 
His name is James Miss... because he's gonna love it that we're talking right, about James. him. Okay. So let's talk okay. about James a minute. So she she's got James. I mean, I'm not James. I mean, listen. She said, "What you were trying to say that boys could be grow up to be what? At stay at home and stuff and like act like the girls or something? Is that what you were saying, Missy?" Or... <laughs> that, that that we should we should stop making gender stereotypes. Sure, if if it wants to, if if it turns out that dad's going to stay home and raise the kids, and mom's going to go out and bring home mm-hmm. the bread, then fine. That's, but, but that's perfectly what's fine. What's wrong with right. a guy being a guy? And what's wrong with a girl being a girl? T- stop a minute here. What's wrong with a guy being a? Because I think we're onto something. But here. why can't a guy uh, be a guy and be at home? See that? What's wrong with 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 saying well, that? Who says he's not going to be a guy and be at home? He's I didn't gonna, say that at all. I think James is going to be a rock star. I think you might be let down when he's a rock star. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I think Miss I think Missy is being a mom. I think she has so much love for her son and she's experienced so many things in this world and and she doesn't want him to have expectations that can lead him to disappointment. And so she's trying, she's putting out her protective womb (laughs) over him to try to protect him for as long as she can because every mother and father knows that the day will come when you cannot. Hey, Missy, how old is he? How old is he now, Missy? He's 20. He's 20. 20. He's 20, Dr. Faye. This is no little punk. This is a rock star. <laughs> I, I know, but for a 20... A 20 you don't a need 20. your mother at 20 protecting you anymore. Get <laughs> out of here. Yeah, yes, days ago. Yes, James, call me. Call me, James. I will help you out. I'm telling you. I will help you out. <laughs> He'll call you, Malcolm. He will. He's fearless. All right. I, I will help this young man. He's going to need some help. I'm telling you, Missy Crutchfield. I love it. Oh, man. We're, we're going to be in trouble here, Doctor. Go ahead, Dr. Faye. Finish your thought. I'm, well, I'm sure he's a mature 20 because not every 20-year-old is mature. But because his mom is Missy, he's been exposed to a lot more than other 20-year-olds, His you know, his peers, perhaps. Yeah. And so he has access to resources, access to information and education and empowerment tools to take him into his take him through his 20s and into his 30s. But Missy knows she knows that she's she's losing that that um, that mother hold, if I can say it that way, or that mother influence for as long as mothers can. They ride that wave. (laughs) Oh, yes. They ride. Make sure that. To the very, to the bitter last moment when they just right. totally shut you out for a while, <laughs> they try to instill values no. and, and ethics. And, and but Dr. Faye, to, to, to what you were saying, though, he's 20 and he has seen so much and he has traveled with me. And he has seen, you know, he's met Arun Gandhi. He's met all these. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's a lot. And so and 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 so sometimes I think um, he gets overwhelmed and then he gets uh, full of himself. And so and those are those are areas where I try to protect as well it's like you know keep the ego in check and and don't don't act irrationally and make and and always make sure your friends are are and it hasn't always been the case you know we we have to reel them back in and you have to watch their community their peers their you know who they hang out and where they where they're hanging out and it gets harder because when they get older they can keep secrets better and you know so it's a wild ride now and missy is he an only child Yes. Okay. Wow. So, and I really got to talk big, to James. Part of it. That's, that's a very big part of it. You know, yeah. I had three children. I had two daughters and a son. So 
you know, and, and they had one another when mom wasn't there or dad wasn't there, you know, but it's, it's different when, and it's just you know, you Susan, and I would have son. loved to have been an only child. I would have looked, cause I hated my siblings. <laughs> well, Malcolm, my father was an only child and he hated it. Really? Hated it. Really? And he was spoiled. Yeah. Oh yeah. He uh, but had Susan, but, not, Susan but I want to be spoiled, Susan. <laughs> I want to be spoiled. That, well, that's the point of this, isn't it? And as an only child, you have an advantage. Spoiled in a big family. Well, I'm I envious mean, of James. I'm envious love. of James. James has got a mother that's Missy Crutchfield, number one. Two, uh, he's his only child. He's spoiled. He's going to be a rock star. I'm envious of this kid. <laughs> you, you, well, he, he's going to love you, Malcolm. You guys are going to be best friends. You'll have your own show together. I can see it now. I like it all. And and Malcolm. I'm sure you you treat both of your children like they're rock stars as well. Yeah. Well, I do because the thing is, I like advantage, equal opportunity for everybody. And this, in this sense, mm-hmm. I would agree wholeheartedly with Missy Crutchfield. I think equal opportunity for everybody. And yeah. so, you know, the old days of the boy. You know, I don't know. I just think. Girls should have every opportunity grown up that the boys have, and then some. Yes, exactly. And absolutely believe it. And mm-hmm. I, there should be no rules to define any of that. Everybody should have a right to pursue. It really does come down to your passion. And 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 Dr. Yes. Bay, you were starting to talk about this earlier, Missy. You're, I know you're all over this too, and I know Susan is. Listen, here's the thing: if you follow your passion in life. You can't possibly go wrong. Now, some of us don't learn that early on because, again, like we said in a, uh, a production we did the other day, Missy, it, 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 you can't really underrate experience. I mean, experience comes right. in time and years. You, you don't know at 20 again what you'll know at 30 and 40. It's just exactly. experience is one of the beautiful things about growing older and mature. And if, it's probably the only thing I can think that's beneficial because the, the rest of it sucks. That's right. I mean, the rest, of the, the rest of it sucks growing a whole smissy. I mean, come on, Wisdom. come on, you know. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I mean, I mean right, you but... bend over and, and you say, oh, uh, did, did I feel that bone? I never felt that bone before. What is that? Oh, man. I mean, come on. Come on. But the one thing that is good is you're smarter, you know. Yes. You Wisdom. Have experience. Yes. Wisdom. So with the experience and all, and but I think that whenever, whenever you're blessed enough to finally get into your sweet spot in life and know what it is you're doing, and I know we've gotten so far off the path here from what uh, poor Tamara had us speaking about with, uh, what was we speaking about today again? God <laughs> love her. I know, I know. Uh, will my children follow in my footsteps? I, our producer's going to listen to this and say, what did you people do to this script? You butchered it. You butchered it. ADHD radio. But she, ADHD. Hey, that's, that could be a, that's a show onto itself. That's a perfect show, Missy. Uh, I could easily run that one easily with no problem. I do that. But I, I, I'm not a script follower. So you know what it is? I'm not a rule follower. And growing up right. as a young boy, I never followed rules. I was always the one that, you know, when I was a young man, you know how when you had these committee meetings and boardrooms and various things, I was the guy who would always tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Even when you didn't want to hear the truth, you see? Yeah. And a God lot of people you. don't want to hear the truth, Missy. So, but yeah. I, I speak what you always call truth to power and i yes. try to teach the kids there is to be truthful at least now the truth can hurt i mean it yes. comes with a little bit of pain sometimes associated with it you know what i mean as human beings mm-hmm. but there is a bigger story right. with that and as we grow up though i want to bring it back to finding the most beautiful thing in life 
is when you get to a point, friends, and you are doing what you're meant to be doing. Now listen, yes. if you are stuck in a job or stuck in a career that you know you shouldn't be in, take a moment today to do a reality check with yourself. And just, just stop a minute. Just st get off the merry-go-round. Take a look around yes. and begin a path and a mission forward. Because what I'm saying right now is a serious part of the show. This is how you define success. And success in life is doing what you are supposed to be doing. It's your intended desire. Don't wake up when you're 70 years old and say, oh, man, I'm so miserable. I miss, you know, oh, I wanted to do this. I didn't do that. But I, you know, I did what mom did or I did what dad wanted me to do or something right. else, you know. I mean, be your natural self and follow that instinctively. So for me, I ran, I was the CEO of an advertising agency for many, many years. But what I really wanted to do is make a difference in the world by using media. I considered political office as well, but I was afraid they'd assassinate me, Missy. So I didn't think that would be a good spot for me, you know? <laughs> I'd vote for you, Malcolm. So I knew you would, but uh, because you know I have, like you, I have common sense at least. So uh, we're going to yes. try to bring people together to advance the conversation. But Dr. Faye's another one that would do that. I believe Susan would too. Yeah. Uh, bridge the gap and bring the conversation. Because we're more common sense than most of them out there. When my son was alive and was serving in the military, right. He would try to make plans for five or six years ahead of time. And I said, Aaron, you can't do that because you're going to meet people hmm. that are going to influence your life so greatly that everything you thought you wanted to do and be is going to change. And that's exactly what happened. So, Susan, you know, that's you, you, Susan he, he wanted to, So you're saying to me, and let me understand that, that he wanted to sort of organize like five years from now or 10 years. He wanted to sort of know where he was going to be and organize his life in such a way? Right. Like, let's say when he got out, Mom, I want to be an attorney, and I'm going I to see. do this. And I said, that would be wonderful. You know, go to school, do what you have to do, which when he passed away, he was, you know, three credits shy of his master's degree, and he was going to be working toward a Ph.D. before he got out of the service. But I told him, just from having gone through life, we know it doesn't always play that way. We can try to, you know, say, I want to do this and, and set our sights for it. But then other people come along in life, and that's exactly what did, you know, and well, it, it changed certain well, positions. Well, what you're saying is, Susan, there, there are sometimes through the journey of life, there are, um, uh, I mean, which is not bad advice, there are other paths that right. will uh, appear yes. and show themselves, right, right? And yeah, and that's and, what exactly what happened, right. you know. Dr. Faye, you're an example of that right now. You've been, oh. you, you've been in, I mean, listen, you have been in radio, television, you've been doing all of these things, you've been really trying to inspire, you're, you are an inspirational speaker, and you're out there, you're, you're an ordained minister, and yet you're also at that point of life where you sort of, you know, are looking at the past and have determined what path you should be on because we should tell folks right now you're getting ready to launch a new show on America Out Loud here and we're real excited uh, and yes real excited about it and I, I think you're going to have an incredible message for, for folks but so but but that path didn't just happen out of nowhere what I'm saying is you've been working toward that end right Oh, absolutely. For years, you know, I've been in the been in the uh, radio and television industry, and I've uh, been doing um, 
some radio and some television at a on a different level. And when this opportunity came along, you know, I just felt in my heart of hearts that it was time to uh, that this was my space. This is my seat. This is my home that I can launch out and reach a wider audience, a more diverse audience and and get the message out. I, I like the radio and television even from years ago because I realized that I could sit in one place and reach people in every place. And uh, that's what this platform has done. And the messages and the messages of this program and others that are on the Outlive platform are so powerful that are reaching the world with positive messages. Even as a news platform, it is doing news in a different way so that people are actually standing up and paying attention to what's being said. And again, walking away from the table, having these discussions. I have people, let me tell you this quickly. I have people in my prayer group that are now listening to the Outlive platform and they're texting me and calling me go, wow, that was really good. I listened to this program. I listened to that program. They had never listened to news. Before. They weren't listening mm-hmm. to news, but but now wow. they're paying attention. And I think that's really mm-hmm. powerful. And I'm very, very happy yeah. and excited to yeah. be here. Wow. I mean, that's that's a that's a unbelievable it's- testimony, ladies. So I have to tell you, you know, <laughs> what I'm hearing from people more than anything, you know, it, it was said to me years ago when I, uh, well, when I made the transition into this world, ladies, it was said to me, well, Malcolm, great content is king. Content is king, but it's hard to have great content. And it's hard to, you know, have a, a boatload of content. And, you know, one of the things I, I hear a lot in the past many, many months, these past couple of years, is people keep talking about our content. And they and, and that whistles in my ears, ladies, constantly about that. Con- yeah, I was taught that as a younger person, content is king. You know, if you, if you don't have great content, you're not going to get there, right? And then I keep hearing this in my ears, ladies, about content being king. And now I'm like grinning because we have like great content. Dr. Faye is so right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got people doing extraordinary <laughs> things. I mean, yeah, see, it's crazy. We got people, we have some of the unbelievably greatest people and experts on the platform. You talk about a blessing, Missy, and a life designed and a path to take. Well, you take like Susan. Now, Susan Price, who's uh, one of our co-hosts right here today, ladies. So she was introduced to me th- through by a military colonel. He said to me, you know, I'd like to introduce you to this, this woman. Uh, we were looking for a particular subject matter for a topic we were doing for another show a while back. And we had Susan. We talked to a few of the people, the pot- potential, and Susan was selected to be the uh, guest for that particular show. And we hit it off really well, and then it advanced a little more. And then, you know, she said, you know, I'm really looking to belong. I'm looking for a home. I'm looking to belong. I want something more. Um, I, right. I want to make a difference. I want to inspire. I want to, you know. And i got to tell you, she jumped in wholeheartedly to this platform as a columnist, as a weekly columnist, being able to use her I- I- instinctive background to research and to bring a point home and to... You know, no no matter what you write about, Susan, there's always an underlying beautiful message to it. Always, always. Well, thank you so much, Malcolm. And I have to tell you that all of my friends on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, they pass it out. So it's getting to thousands and oh, thousands of people. Oh, it's getting lots of people. of people. Your views on your stuff yes. is well, well read. Uh, there's no doubt. As, as it is, thank we're you. blessed. Well, no, because you're you, like you just wrote that piece just recently here on human trafficking. Yes. It's yeah. a it's a fantastic piece. If you haven't read it, which I know that's something very near and dear to you, Missy, that you talk about all the time. Yes. So back to what you said, Doctor Faye, that really is moving the ball forward here. So I want to I want to thank everybody. Just take a quick opportunity to just thank everybody for being part of this thing. And yeah. life, liberty is like it's like a uh, 
uh, I don't know. I, I guess if there was a magic drug you could take in life that would give you all of the uh, elements of being, you know, totally like enthusiastic and high, this would be it. It would be a life, liberty, pleasure pill. <laughs> Uh, because, <laughs> because what's happened here with the the each time we do this, we're getting just unbelievably ex, ex, extraordinary and unique people that are all on a mission to do something extraordinary in their lives, and it's sort of a collectiveness that comes together where people want to bridge the gap, and, and we're able to do that with our military leaders, our law enforcement leaders, with other people. And really bridge the conversation forward. Yeah, we have some we have some pretty tough talks sometimes, friends. <laughs> you bet. But we always leave smiling at least and patting each other on the back and saying, "Well, thank you. We respect your opinion." And of course, you yes. might look at the other one and wink and say, "Yeah, even though I know I'm right." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's with a wink, wink. But but again, part of the beauty in life that I, I've got to convince more and more people. One of the beautiful things about life, one of the beautiful things about the world, and this country, by the way, since we are talking all our co-hosts are from this country, but we have people from all over the world on the show, as you know already, is that we are all different. We are all unique. We are not supposed to be the same. And the first, and as soon as we can get people to understand that and embrace that singular point, I am telling you that we will have every opportunity to have all the beautiful things that life can bring. Because the amazing thing about it is, that is exactly how God intended it to be. Tell the world about the show and about this great platform on America Out Loud. Susan Price, Missy Crutchfield, Dr. Faye Wilson. This is Malcolm Out Loud to be continued, friends. <laughs>